0: On today's episode of Peak Too Early, we have the return of Sam Prekel to the podcast. Me and Trent had a great interview with him. But before we get to that, I want to give you another reminder about the Irish Clover 5-Miler that is coming up very quickly. If you haven't signed up yet, I don't know what you're doing. Get to our Instagram bio, Follow the link tree. Sign up. You can do it virtually or you can do it live in person for a chance at the championship belt in Drake, Massachusetts. Get to it right now before you miss your chance and you regret it and you miss the best after party of all time. You got to be there. Just just go sign up. Now let's get into this interview. Keep on rolling. This is peak Too Early presented
1: by SAV Racing. Featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron.
2: As soon as you are woman, I am willing
0: to
1: take the
2: break that
0: we are on the brink. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on again. It's been it's been way too long. It has, I guess. What was it? Twenty twenty when? Yeah, I think it was. When I like, last came on. It, we talked like in the heat of the pandemic. Like I remember, we talked about you doing like goofy pandemic like Instagram videos, and like we were all talking about like the silly things we were all doing, trying to keep ourselves sane. So yeah, it's been it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, it was early early
2: pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I I just
1: listened to that podcast earlier today just to kind of refresh what we had talked about. Sam, you're doing some weird thing with a cup. You were talking about how like there's no races on the calendar whatsoever and whether that's recharging or not. Like it was a different world the last time we talked. So thank God we're a little bit closer to normalcy right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Things, things have changed thankfully. So, uh, well, I guess
0: that, I guess that's a good place to start, right? Because you are, you're coming off the flu. I hope you're, I hope you're feeling okay. You doing okay. Doing better. better. Yeah. Feeling yeah. Better. Back,
2: back to working out now, but yeah, it, it Knocked me out for a, a few days and, um, I came around over the weekend and, and happy to be back into the, the training routine, but yeah, doing better.
0: So I guess, I, I guess what I was wondering is like, was it worse having a 103 fever or having to miss a weekend of racing?
2: Oh, definitely worse missing the racing. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody, nobody
0: loves racing like you do. I love,
2: yeah, that's, that's by far my favorite part of the sport. Um, Like it hurt, it hurt to, to, to scratch from, from, from the meat on Sunday. And I can't remember the last time I had to scratch a race if ever. Um, so I, I went to the, the very hour that I, I could without, um, like holding out hope that I could actually race. You know, I, I, I got sick on Wednesday, had tried to go for a run and, and, probably had the worst run ever, just had to like stop mid run and like walk home. And then took my temperature when I got home and it said uh 103. So I was like, oh, this isn't good. Um, so but then I was like, okay, so maybe I can still feel better by Sunday with the race coming up on Sunday, because I just I just really wanted to race. Um and luckily my, my my fever went away like two days later, but on Friday I still felt off enough to where I had to make the call to, to to scratch from the race. But I was like, oh maybe I can push my flight Saturday, fly in like, right before the race and still race. So I was holding out hope. Um
0: trying to was make there it any, work. Was but, there any part of you on Sunday that was like, nah, I could have raced today. I should have done it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I showed up I, I like showed up for the long run and coach asked me how I was feeling I was like, I'm actually feeling pretty good. He's like, oh just in time for the race. So <laughs> <laughs> if I it's one of those situations where like if I absolutely had to race, if it was like the Olympic trials or another big race and, and I had to show up the line, you know, not a hundred percent. I probably could have willed myself to do it, but it's early in the year and, and my body was really needing some rest. So I'm glad I I, I stayed back and, and didn't travel and, you know, got recovered and now I'm feeling back to normal. So, um, was the right call, but, um, definitely, yeah, hurt a little bit, not, not, not to race and had to sit on the couch watching that race from home. And, um, yeah, it looked like a fun race too. Um, you know, this missed uh, a good opportunity, but um, I think in the long run, yeah, I'll, I'll thank myself for, for
1: resting up. I, I want to go into more about what you did on race day. Cause you know, Mike kind of mentioned it and you've just mentioned it. You're, you're the Ironman you're at every race you're, you run well at every race. And I'm sure we'll talk more about um, how you're able to do that. But that day of the race is any part of you, like, I don't know if I would have watched the race if I had to drop out like that. So, so you sat there and you actually watched the race live.
2: So, um I watched the replay after I got back from my run but on the run um one of the UW guys had had his phone and he was like checking results and like part of me was just like not wanting to know I'm like don't yeah. tell me like but then like I I ended up giving in I was like, okay like what are the results like I want to know um and then and then uh, he said uh Andrew Costner won in 353 and we, had, we have an Irish guy on the team who's best friends with Andrew so we were we were happy for that um So it was still, yeah, it was, I'm still a fan, you know, kind of seeing those those results, but um, deep down. Yeah. It Also, I also wanted to just kind of like forget about it for, for a little bit. So a little bit of both, a little bit of
0: both. Yeah. I guess that's, I guess that's the difference between UW athletes and uh, where me and Trent went to school. Cause I think the only time we ever ran with our phone on runs was when we were watching and, like, gambling on March Madness games. March Madness, and, yes. Yeah, and we'd, like, watch the, the basketball. I, don't, I can't remember a time we ever, like, were tracking track results on a phone. So I, I guess that's, like, the D1 difference right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can't, can't, can't
2: miss out.
1: <laughs> Can we do a little, uh, you know, not even running related. Just when you have the flu and you have 103-degree fever – what, what does Sam Prickle do like during that time? Are you crushing TV shows? Are you crushing movies? Or are you just miserable napping the whole day? Like, Are you getting some fresh air? Walk us through um, your life with the flu. I'm interested.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm crushing TV. I, I, need, I need something to distract myself. I can't just sit there and be miserable or, or uh, I can't... Um, I know I I wasn't thinking about eating I didn't really have much of an appetite so so really I was just just trying to stay hydrated and and I was kind of going in and out of sleeping I think I slept the most I have in years I think one night I I I slept 12 hours and then woke up and I was still tired so I slept another three hours (laughs) like literally was just dead for 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 a, a day or two there um but yeah, I, I got, I was, I was pretty deep on the HBO max, um, app. I was, um, watching, I watched the the UK version of the office for the first time. So I benched oh. uh, both seasons of that, which was, which was good. Cause I'm a huge fan of like the U S office. Um, so I was, I was wanting to kind of, kind of see the, you know, that, the, what, what influenced that in the, in the beginning. So I, I, I watched that. Um, and that's uh, that's
1: the classic like the real fans like the UK office and like the fake fans <laughs> like the American I, I like the American one if I had to pick one so I'm not a real fan but
2: no no I I, I always heard that too so I had to see what it was like and and you know I, I still probably like the US version just because that, that was what what I saw first and and got to know those characters the best and kind of watching the UK version was sort of like watching the office in like a alternate universe like it's got the same characters but they're all like they have different names and slightly different personalities so it was it was interesting but um again just like still kind of like barely making it through an episode without falling asleep yeah. so i was just so tired um and just trying to get as much sleep as possible so did you yeah.
1: uh did you get any euphoria at all i had covid and i was in a hotel yeah. and i had hbo and i was just watching euphoria came on did that come up on your hbo max uh stream yeah
2: yeah so i've seen season one um i know season two is out i don't um not up to date on that but um yeah it was season 1 was was last year or maybe a year and a half ago um so definitely yeah i've been seeing the memes so i need i need to to get up to date on that uh just cuz it seems like it's pretty crazy it's a whack um, show
1: man i was <laughs> i was had covid i was feeling off i was wondering if you watched it like under that like flu feeling cuz that yeah. show was the most bizarre <laughs> thing i've ever seen and feeling weird watching it was was a weird experience
2: but i know i yeah, i couldn't i mean yeah I was having enough fever dreams just without the the stimulation of <laughs> some crazy show um I was yeah yeah just with the with the sleep and everything um but i'm I'm glad to have that behind me um and and um you know hopefully
0: uh can uh yeah stay healthy <laughs> so we decided it was time to you know you've been on our list to to get back on the show for a while but we decided it was time to to reach back out to you because i mean you come up on as a topic on our on our show quite a bit mostly because you're in every single race and you you know you are in like the top five of every single race so there's always something to talk about there but I don't even know how we got down this rabbit hole I think I think it was we were talking about Henry Wynn and we were kind of talking about how he was like boomer bust and we were comparing to him to like uh you know the 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 GameStop or like the Dogecoin of track and field because it's like you know the spikes and the peaks and the valleys and then somehow that came back to you and we're like, well, then that would make Sam, you know, the S&P 500, just like Mr. Yeah. Consistency, okay. without even thinking about like the S and the P and how that works. And it just like, it was the most organic flow. And I, I just think it has to be the nickname now. Like you are S&P 500. To me, at least you'll always be S&P 500. Is that a nickname that, you know, you would take outside of the peak two early world? uh or you know are are you not interested in the nickname S&P 500?
2: No I like it I like it 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 fits me just the consistency and um in high school a lot of friends and coaches called me SP so I think just adding the 500 makes it sound even better so um I'm, I'm open to it and and yeah I think it I think it fits um just yeah hope hoping that uh it just continues to keep climbing.
0: That's kind of the that, right. The goal. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. It's it's always consistent, no matter like what happens. Like the the crypto will go away one day, but the S and P the the S and P five hundred will always be there. Sam Pragel is going to be fifty years old, still you know running the the Milrose Mile. Um, it'll be you and Nick Willis running the the Milrose Mile someday. So I guess at this point, we need to make it our goal to have. Um, the SP 500 dropped on a national broadcast. So, me and Trent will get to work on that.
2: Oh, uh, that's a good goal. I like it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll just, it's got, I just got to keep racing. Just got to, got to race everything I can. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're open to it because I think we were committed to it no matter what because we all love it. So, I'm <laughs> glad, I'm glad we have your approval. But I tell you, if you didn't approve of it, I think you're like anti-stock trading or something, we would uh, <laughs> still call you that. So, to that point, though, I mean the nickname is is great because it's very you know clever. Good job to you, Michael, for coming up with it. But it's also it fits you super well. You definitely have a different mindset, I think, than some of the other racers out there, where it's not necessarily that boomer bust mindset, where if you feel like you you don't have the, you know the the win uh, lined up that day, or maybe you always just think you're going to win. That's why you're always in the mix there but do you feel like you approach races a little bit different than some of your peers in that you just like find a way to be in the mix every time. And it's not, you know, certain race strategies don't throw you off the way maybe they do others or how you go through the 800 or the thousand throws you off. Like, do you have a little bit of a different mindset you think than other, uh, some of your peers?
2: Yeah. I mean, it really depends on a lot of different factors the time of year and, and, and how my training has been going and, I approach every race with just a, a really personalized race plan. So sometimes, if if we know the pacer is supposed to go out crazy fast and the the first eight hundred, and 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 it's you know early in the season, and I I I don't think my training's quite there yet. I'll I'll you know run even splits on my own and and see what that puts me. Um, and yeah, other races, you know, if it's later in the season, I'm feeling really fit. I'll I'll get after it and you know run a little more aggressively and and um yeah it it's funny though cuz sometimes the the more conservative approach gets me a better result just because you get to like kind of clean up everyone who falls off um but yeah it's different every race and and, and really just depends on you know when in the season we are and and how how my workouts have been going and and you know kind of the race plan my coach gives me and um looking at the rest of the field and and and, and all all those things combined um so I, yeah it's not I, I I would say that majority of the time I am hoping to get the win. You know, I go in with the mindset and with the goal of, of getting the win. And and sometimes I think hanging back uh, earlier in the race gives me the best shot of, you know, moving up throughout the race. And then by the 400 to go, I'm up towards the front, you know, in my mind and, and, and in a good spot to win. And sometimes it doesn't play out like that. It doesn't quite work because I get out too slow because um, like I'm no you know, things broke apart maybe a little before I had hoped and and it kind of turned into two, two separate races. Um, but uh, going into a race like that, you're hoping that even though you're getting out towards the back, everyone's kind of still on contact, but you know, yeah, with the way guys have been racing recently, just getting out super aggressively. Yeah. That, that, that strategy hasn't been working as often. Um, but yeah, going into each race, just kind of like doing what's best for me. Um, and, and knowing that, you know, I'm going to, put my best effort into it. And and I think that kind of com- comes, uh, that, that helps all the consistent results come is, is just by, you know, never, never counting myself out and, and going into each race in a way to get the most out of it. Um, is, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Usually, usually there's, um, yeah, some, I want it to where there's some other, you know, something I can't control is, is the reason I have a bad race and not, not, not me and not, not Mm -hmm. kind of my, my effort or my attitude that day. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, try to try to go into it and, and, and get the most out of it, uh, for me. Yeah.
1: It's interesting because it's, you know, you say it's different every time, but it really sounds like you're sticking or you have a plan and you're not letting, what's going around you like throw you off. Now you may have to cover moves or whatever and adjust some things, but I think maybe, maybe that's a big difference between you and some others is that what's happening around you in the race is not kind of like, you know, going to, going to make you panic or something like that and allows you to stay pretty consistent.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially with races like Millrose where there's a lot of hype, you know, this, the, the fields are always stacked. And, um, early on in my pro career, I'd get distracted by that and intimidated by other runners, but, I think now I've learned that none of that really matters. If you just go into the race and yeah, stick to stick to your plan and 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 have trust in your your fitness um, and and run the splits that you know you can run, you'll um yeah you, you'll you'll finish where you're supposed to finish. So um I think yeah Millrose place wise yeah fourth place was a good finish. I was hoping in time I'd be a little faster than three fifty five, but just kind of how the race played out um didn't quite yeah run as fast as I I think I could have. But I'll more chances. Um, uh, yeah. Some fast times later, later in the season and in the spring. So yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Like I know you are, you come across as a very humble guy. So I don't expect you to come out here and like give some wild prediction about all these people you're going to be. But another thing we were talking about uh, last show or a couple episodes ago was like, I said, I genuinely think you are the kind of guy who people should keep an eye on for the olympic trials in a couple of years because you are someone who is going to have a ton of experience racing you're a smart racer and when it comes to those big meets it's like you've been there before you've been in all the big meets you don't have bad races and crazy things happen in those olympic trials right so having someone who's like steady consistent and experienced is going to set you up to be you know in a good position and if i was a gambling man which i am definitely not I would be sprinkling a little bit of money on you to make that team. So again, like I said, you're a humble guy. I know you're not going to come out here and make some grandiose statement, but off the cameras, you know, not talking to the media, just like when you go home to your apartment and you're sitting in your room thinking about it, how confident are you that like when the Olympics come around next time that you can be on that podium and you can make that team?
2: Well, I I appreciate, yeah, the the, the belief and, and, Trust me, that, that belief is there for me too. Um, it, was, it was there last year, and um, I think you know, when, when, when Des won Boston in 2018, she kind of um, afterwards kept, had, kept uh, saying the saying, "Keep showing up." And you know, I, I would be lying if I haven't thought of that phrase a few times um, when thinking about my long-term goals in this sport, um, and making, making the Olympic team. Is, is still one of those. And, um, I, I think if I, if I don't believe that myself, then, then there's no reason to, uh, to even try. So yeah, I, I, I do think that, um, I'll, I'll, I'll have the fitness to, to be at that level. And the only thing missing like last year and maybe previous years was that confidence and that experience and, and, um, being able to race those championship 1500s and, and, um, I think, I think that'll be there next time I have the opportunity. So um, yeah, no, I, I, am glad, I'm glad someone like you sees it. And I, 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 do think kind of, I've been flying under the radar for a
0: few years now. Um, but hopefully, hopefully that, um, that experience pays off. Yeah. That, that was about as humble as I expected Trent you know, <laughs> you know we're, we're not gonna get anything beyond the you know Belichickian type answer which is fine I, I wouldn't have it any other way that's what, what we like about you I don't know why in my head I was like I'm gonna get him I'm gonna get him to say something crazy to you know put his fist down say he's gonna make it because I think I think deep down you feel the way I do and you feel a little bit more strongly than you're letting on but that's okay that's all right I'll I, I respect the humility
1: <laughs> I I don't want you to be confused too. Mike Mike is a gambling man. He, I don't know why he said he wasn't. So as soon as any lines come out, and if we have our way, gambling on every track meet will be around by the next Olympic trials, and so that will is, is a wonderful way to grow the sport. And we will certainly be gambling on everything. But as soon as we can find lines on Olympic trials, Mike will have you know some money on you there. But uh, to to kind of go off that a little bit more you mentioned kind of your fitness is going to be there. Maybe it's the confidence that comes around. So I guess my question was going to be, you know, what, what does it take for you to get from where you are right now, which is like one of the best American milers, right. But maybe not, you know, considered like a betting favorite, um, come the next Olympic trials. So you got, I don't know, I can't do math very well, but you got like two years or something to get yourself in shape for 2024. What is it going to take? Is it going to take, like, is it more of a mental thing for you you think of just developing that confidence Does that just come with more reps and more um, podiums and different track meets along the way? How do you get yourself from where you are now to being looked at as one of, you know, the leading contenders to make an Olympic team in in a couple of years from now?
2: Yeah, I I think it, I think it, it would show in the results, you know, right now, like you guys said, I'm having a lot of like third and fourth place finishes in these big races like Milrose or, or or fifth ave or prefontaine like international mile like some of these races that are pretty competitive I'm, I'm right there i'm like third second fourth you know racking up those podium finishes but if i can kind of flip those around and and come away with a few key wins in olympic year and and and, and maybe knock out a couple prs in in the 1500 and in the 800 um you know running um yeah a second or two faster i think that's where that's that that's when i'll know for sure that, that that I have, a, I have a i have a shot at making the team is is um yeah know yeah, just that steady improvement like i'll i'll think back to you know where i was in previous years and and um yeah well i was running 336 heading into the trials last time but now if i'm running 334 um and i'm getting a couple wins i think that's that yeah that's all i need to to um draw confidence from um and yeah, I mean, at the same time though, like just you get confidence from experience. I, I think I just yeah have to have to show up, knowing that yeah anything that's thrown at me um, in in a race, like I'll be able to adapt and um, yeah cover 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 moves and 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 all of that. So um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think yeah, just having um, I've made let's see four U.S. finals in a row now. So I think I just keep that streak going, and and one of these times I'll hit it. <laughs>
0: I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure last time you were on, I was trying to get you to talk trash to Ben Blankenship. Um, I'm I'm not going to make you do that again. Uh, but, you know, when you get on the line, I, I highly doubt, you know, you're scared to race anybody. But who would you say is, like, the biggest pain in the ass to race against, right? Like, when you, you know, when you see them – for somebody who races so much, you race a lot of these guys a ton. You know their habits. You know that the way they race – Who is like the one person when you see the line, you're like, oh god, like this is this guy's a pain in the ass. This guy's gonna, you know, race a certain way, and it's annoying. Like, who's that one guy that, oh god, really, you know, you don't want to. Not that you don't want to see him, but you you know, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's
2: a tough question. It's like, um, I mean, I'm just gonna say Josh Kerr because I've been uh, racing him for a while since college. I could Um, see how he would be annoying to race
0: against. (laughs) He's just really good.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, it's annoying because you know it's going to take probably your best race ever to beat him. Um, And he's going to do the same thing every single time, right? When it gets hard, he's going to start to push. There's no settling in. You know, after you go 300, most guys, you know, maybe like to like gather themselves before they start their kick. He's not going to give you that chance. He's just going to jump the rabbit and keep pushing. So you better be ready to roll with if you're racing him, um, which result, always results in you know fast times in in his races. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 just a guy who who's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to take down. Um, and and you know most other guys, yeah, I like to think I have a pretty good shot at beating him. But you know he's one of the guys, especially last year when he was in Olympic bronze medal shape. You uh, yeah. No, no one really yeah, had a shot at him, you know, in the, on the American scene, at least. Um, so, yeah, it's just great, though, to have someone like him. You know, he's also based in Seattle. So we're we're in a lot of the same races and out of the same meets. So kind of having that and he raises the level of, of all the guys, you know, out here and in, in in the U.S., um, you know, trying trying to get to where, where he is. Um, so he's he's kind of reached
0: that that Olympic podium and um, hopefully he can he can push everyone else to be better. For sure, yeah. Maybe Josh is Josh is one of our guys. We love Josh. And I'm sure, like, his racing style and the way he is, it only gets a little bit more annoying with, like, how much he's feeling himself right now. Like, he's got the bronze medal. He's feeling cocky, right? Like, he feels like a world beater. So, I'm sure that does not help the annoyingness of his racing styles. He, not only is, do you think he's annoying, but, like, he knows it, too, which <laughs> sure is frustrating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah, he's, he's, He's pretty
1: funny. <laughs> I think we can find a cut in there, Mike, where you ask, you know, who's the biggest pain in the ass, and we just hear Sam say Josh Kerr and just cut <laughs> it like that. And I wasn't kinda...
0: I wasn't gonna say anything, Trent, but you know, like in my back of my head, I'm like, we got our moment, baby. We got our headlock.
1: There kidding. it is. You didn't get the shit talking <laughs> to yeah. <laughs> I,
0: I tried so hard to like get him to, you know, sound cocky and you know, talk smack on people and couldn't do it. So we'll just have to manufacture it ourselves. No big deal.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever right. you
1: guys <laughs> I, I have a non-important question, but I need to ask it. What's with Adidas and their love for animal prints on uniforms? And do you think you look good with like a leopard print singlet on or shorts on? Or do you just? I know you probably have some certain things you can say and can't say on a podcast like this, but give me as honest of an opinion as you can on, on the kind of the leopard print style that Adidas likes to go with.
2: Honestly, I, I was a fan when I first opened it up when they sent it to us last spring. I was like, oh man these these are pretty sick, and then and then wore it to their first meet, and everyone was giving me like double takes, like what what is this? What's going on here it It, it is um maybe just a little too much leopard print. It's a lot of It's a lot of leopard print, especially when you're wearing the T-shirt and the shorts or the tights it's It's a full body. Uh, leopard print so uh it's definitely loud and and i think uh brings a lot of attention to to uh yeah the the race day kit um which i don't think is a bad thing um and so at the end of the day i think it's just uh what your what's your personal preferences with uh you know how much leopard print you you want to have um but uh yeah my, my first reaction was like these are pretty cool um but you know between between the black leopard print and the blue leopard print, I, I don't know. Uh, both both are pretty
1: loud. <laughs> I I, I gotta, know. It. Go ahead. I say I'm the style guy on this podcast. We we've all established. <laughs> and if I think the leopard print is a little much, then it. Man, I I can wear some loud styles. Mike's laughing because he will make fun yeah. of me all the time when he sees my <laughs> outfits. But.
0: Well, I was gonna say like I know Adidas. You know, obviously is a, a huge company with a lot of like big big name athletes. Did they? take into consideration like like do you have any say in the uniform the style you get to wear is it just like you know your uniform shows up and it's like all right this is what we're wearing today I have no I have no say (laughs) okay they yeah they send
2: it to me and I'm like all right this is this is it um but uh yeah I mean they've had they've had some classic ones over the years um but uh yeah I mean yeah last year's um and I guess we're still wearing it it's uh yeah it's, it's it's pretty pretty interesting i don't know there's some different there's variations on it i've seen um i think i saw someone yeah if you're like noah lyles or like a world champion you get like yeah. the white and gray version of it and i think that's probably a little cleaner um not as not as um absurd you know the woman had like a pink one that i thought looked kind of cool so there's there's some variations on it that i think have potential but um i don't know
0: if we'll we'll get to see it too much of it i mean like in this world we're everyone's got like crazy flashy and like everyone's trying to it almost feels like everyone's trying to outdo the flashy when adidas does like they're just like classic like black and white like super simple super standard i think that looks awesome like super slick um so i don't know when they try and go overboard with some of this stuff it's like just stick to the hits like just play the classic black and white
2: yeah, well, we'll see what they have in store for this year. I don't know when we're going to debut the new kit, um, but sometime it's it's usually sometime in between indoors and outdoors. So soon, soon,
1: yeah. Well, Adidas, if you're listening, I don't mean to discourage absurdness because I appreciate absurd. I appreciate flashy. I just don't think you hit it this time. But the next time around, maybe just using the lever print differently. Like Sam kind of mentioned a couple of variations of it work pretty well. So yeah, don't don't not be absurd. Just be differently absurd. That's all I have to say.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, Sam. We're not gonna keep you all night. You've been on the show before, though. You know that we like to end with a little game. Down the home stretch, we're gonna hit you with some questions here tonight. Your topic. You know, you are a uh, biochem guy back in college, so we're gonna go back to the well, see how much you remember about the periodic table. So we're gonna hit you with some, <laughs> some periodic <laughs> table questions tonight. Trent's gonna hit you with the first one. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: No I, I hope it. we're I hope we're like on the right subject here. So just we'll we'll kind of start there is filling in a blank uh like periodic table elements the final test to graduate you know university of oregon with the biochem degree was that just the test they just gave a blank
2: i I don't ever remember having to memorize the periodic table of elements the thing is like we every time we took a test you had it right there you got you had you got to use Mm -hmm. one because like that's 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 real life is, is having having your resources but i did i have looked at it enough that that may maybe i i have some memory there but um we'll see
0: <laughs> yeah well we might see in a couple questions how much you do remember. Uh, but first I'm you know I've been in a couple of dorm rooms in my day that displayed a periodic table on the wall did you have a periodic table on your college dorm room wall I did yeah, oh, yeah just, just an eight and a half man. by 11 small oh. not
2: not not too big just enough to <laughs> reference it you never know you never right. know we're gonna need it um, fair, that's fair. yeah yeah even, even uh yeah there's <laughs> lots of lots of uses so
1: well i just learned that february 7th is national periodic table of elements day so what did you do to celebrate the big holiday
2: february 7th oh that's that would, would have been uh, monday yeah oh man um
1: what did tell i do me. Don't tell me you did nothing for the holiday. I
0: mean, you've come a long way from <laughs> no, no, no. At a periodic table on your wall to, to not even knowing the holiday.
2: <laughs>
0: no, it's, it's, it's basically a national
2: holiday for me. I, I usually clear my schedule and um, read, just sit down and, and read a nice uh, chemistry textbook, you know, refresh, brush, brush back up on the, on all the, uh, the orbitals and, and, <laughs> and I'll, um yeah, just all the, the redox reactions, you know, everything, everything you need to know. Um, it just a nice, nice review. Um, I don't think I own any of my textbooks still, but I still have the periodic table that I had on my dorm room wall. I still, I still own that. Like, I was, like, throwing away all my old school stuff when I was moving from Eugene. And I was like, oh, I got I
0: to keep this. this. <laughs> Too many good memories. <laughs> all right, what, what would you say your favorite element on the periodic table is?
2: oh my favorite element um that's a good question i'd I'd probably so in college i did some undergrad research for a few years and um we studied sulfur so i gotta go with sulfur um because it's an underrated element not not many people know much about it um it it, it's actually pretty common in your body has a lot of like different roles in a lot of like different uh uh, pathways and and um it's uh yeah um and just uh under understudied underappreciated element so sulfur you know yeah a lot of people associate with like rotten eggs and smelly things and it's like okay it's not just that it's 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 got some important roles um you know in in um you know some neurotransmitters and
0: and stuff so um I'll go with sulfur. <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody ever say that this is not an educational podcast because it is. Trent,
1: hit him with the last periodic table question. Okay, I'll do my uh, – this is kind of a, like a, a triple question here for you. So we're going to do a little pop quiz on the periodic table. I picked out a few elements that I definitely knew ahead of time. I didn't just learn them or write them down studying for, for my podcast prep here. But I'm going to give you the name of it. You tell me the, uh, the abbreviation. Is that what you call it, like the two-letter thing? The symbol, mm-hmm. Trent. It's the, the symbol. symbol. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's start with uh we'll start with a hard one here iron Ooh, I, yeah iron that that would be fe where'd the fe come from i don't know how you got that that's ridiculous. um yeah I a
2: lot of, like ferris Fer, there's a lot of like uh i forget what language it comes from but yeah ferris and, and Sounds, Okay, uh, latin, like I <laughs> latin latin
0: latin seems right but, yeah
1: yeah we'll go with that how about how about yitterbium oh is that the yb one and two for two okay <laughs> there we so, go yeah. uh we'll, you, we'll do, we'll, before you wrote these
0: questions you didn't know that he had a periodic table on his wall that's uh, true he, he's got it now there's nothing nothing here um oh we do we we do have
2: that uh framed oregon jersey and a little of a bowerman a little, of bowerman, course a little tribute, little tribute to, 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 to oregon there so i uh, had to show
1: off that but where's your prefontaine poster <laughs> All right, last one. We'll do Seaborgium. Uh, Seaborgium. Or Seaborgium, maybe?
2: Um, man, you, this might be a might be one that...
1: Can we stump him,
2: that. Mike?
0: Uh, let, me, let me think. Let me think. I think he's uh-huh. just teasing us. He's trying to make it seem <laughs> like he's not
1: as smart as he is. I, I don't think I know this one. Um, We'll try and give you a hint here okay. if I can find it on the table again. Where did you go see Borgium? <laughs> oh, boy. We officially
0: oh. – we're down to about four <laughs> listeners at this point.
1: <laughs> Mike, can you, can you cut the delay here and trying to find the number? No, no, no. Try no. We're, in we're, the right direction. I want,
0: I want everyone to know exactly how long it took you to,
1: to find us. <laughs> I mean, I guess I should probably search it at this point. Um Oh oh oh! Here we got we got alphabetical, so we can find it. Oh
0: dear lord! He will not give up on this, Sam. No no no. I, okay, it's number
1: it... one hundred six. The transition metal.
0: Oh, it's a transition metal. Um, I'm
2: I'm gonna guess is it, is it Ce? Mm, okay. eh, <laughs>
1: Sg. Oh, it's Sg. S-G. Oh, oh it's S- an S.
0: Oh, okay, you got me. All right. I
1: probably said it wrong, but we we don't have to worry about that. <laughs>
0: all right sam thank you so much again for coming on and you know we look forward to watching your race watch listening to uh the broadcast call you s and 500 and to eventually making the olympic team hopefully we have you on again a few more times before before you make that team but awesome sounds good yeah thanks again for having me
1: You know.